should hear how cool of a tradition Liz had growing up as she was traveling. This thing is not cool. Why not? I thought it was neat. No. Oh, you got to hear this. Oh, every year we would visit my grandparents in Ohio, and my dad always, always, always had to stop in Corbin, Kentucky to fill up our tanks and our bellies. Every single time. If you didn't do it before Corbin, you didn't do it if you didn't do it after Corbin. It was at a certain place, right? At well, the same spot every was, time. A ga- yes. The gas station was the same one. Perkins Restaurant. I remember those things. In Corbin, Kentucky. So one time he pulls in overnight. We all are still sleeping. We don't even know we're there because we're just, you know. And my face as a 13, 14-year-old teenager was plastered up against the window, probably drooling. (laughs) That's great. As people, once Perkins opened at 5 or 6 in the morning, walked past, and I'm just like... (laughs) And then I had to go inside and eat... planted on the window. But then I had to go inside and eat pancakes in front of everybody after they... No. Oh, that's great. Oh, look at this. Here's a text that just came in. I love this. Oh, Stacy just texted and said um, she remembers going to L.A. or San Francisco, going to California with her husband. And once she got there, they checked into the hotel. She walks out of the hotel, drops her phone down into like a grate, like a drain. A sewer? Yes. Okay. She calls the people from the hotel to help. They lift the grate off the top. And she has to put her arm down in this thing, which is sewer water, up to the elbow, retrieve her phone. She said it never worked. But the thing is, it was a good ending. Nobody called or texted her the entire trip. That's good. (laughs) So it was a good and bad kind of a travel story she got there. Oh, my goodness. Stacy, I hope you learned your lesson. Ugh, and wash your arm. Rob and Liz. His morning crew. Logan is here at 800-447-7234. What happened, Logan? South Dakota. We went out to Mount Rushmore, took the kids out there, uh, swung into Wyoming, Devil's Tower. We uh, stopped at the Dells on the way out, let the kids go to a water park, then headed on out to South Dakota. And on the way back, we stopped in the Twin Cities for a baseball game. It was fantastic. I would imagine that sounds so good. Yeah. We got a text from Covey. Covey's mom wanted to go to the Florida Everglades forever and have a houseboat. But once they got there, got out on the water, the motor died. Uh Uh-oh. They ended up dunking the kids. They were little, like uh, elementary school age. Dunked them in the water to keep them from having a heat stroke. Now, keep in mind, alligators and things live in that water. (laughs) that's true. Uh, um, A thunderstorm came up and spun the houseboat into circles. Get out. Two of the kids got motion sickness. (laughs) 29 hours later, they call it of torture, 29 hours of torture ended with her daughter swallowing a horse fly. No. They're never going back to the Florida Everglades. Rob and Liz, his morning crew. Here's this couple. They're going to have a baby shower. It's Rob and Liz, his morning crew on his radio. So they decided we're going to send out a group text and invite our friends. They did, but what they didn't know was that one of the numbers out of all those numbers they put into this group text to all their friends, they transposed wrong. And it went to somebody else instead of one of their friends. Yeah. And in fact, they're from California. The text was sent to Indiana. So Angela <laughs> gets this text and is like, I don't even know who these people are. She could have just walked away from it. I've gotten wrong number text before. And you just sort of go, oh, okay, well, I, this is not who you're looking for. And you walk away. She took it a step farther and decided, I'm going to I'm gonna be kind. She has a company where she hand makes baby blankets. Oh, get out. I mean, 
If you're going to get a wrong number, that's the way to do it. So she made specifically a baby blanket for this little baby, put it in the mail, sent it out and said, I had gotten an invitation to your baby shower, but I don't really know you, but here you go. Sweet. Is that not the sweetest? What's great is that she kept it anonymous kind of a way. It's just like, uh, wrong number, sorry, but she followed through. It's like, hey, I don't know you. You invited me by mistake, but... Here's something for your baby. And it spoke volumes to the couple as well as the woman, the mom's mother. Oh, really? She said, we are so blessed and this baby is so blessed. And the the mom of the newborn baby was like, my mom never says things like that. She never talks about being blessed huh. or, you know, somebody doing something kind. So it made an impact. Look at that. It softened a heart. Just that simple act of kindness. Robin Liz, his morning crew. I'm a couple of updates behind on my computer at home, but I feel a lot better about myself today. His morning crew with Robin Liz, his radio. And I'll tell you why Liz says that. It's because the Mars spacecraft, the one that went to Mars 19 years ago, is finally going to be upgraded from Windows 98. 98. 98. Which came out. In 98. Yeah. Wow. How did she know? (laughs) Hey, I'm not a tech person. She has the gift of the keen sense of the obvious. (laughs) Let me pat myself It's amazing. Yeah, it's a God-given gift, the keen sense of the obvious. Yeah, Windows 98's been on this Mars spacecraft uh, for 19 years, and finally it's getting an update, which the upload speed must be really slow to get to Mars from here. I would say. I would say. So they can update it, upgrade it. Um, that far away while it's still in space? Like, I don't know how that works. Yes. Because they don't have to go to Mars But to here's <laughs> the thing. They're not saying what it's going to be upgraded to because it's such an old uh, CPU that's on that thing that it's not going to be Windows 11. Oh, it can't handle the There's latest There's no updates. way it can, but it's going to get some kind of update. It will not be Windows 98 anymore. Is there a Windows 2001? What? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, huh? Robin Liz, his morning crew. So there's this guy named Dmitry Muratov, and back in October, he won a Nobel Peace Prize. Really? He did. Nice. Like, got the gold medal, had the whole ceremony. It's a big deal. It is a huge deal, and there's a big paycheck that goes along with it and all oh, this kind of stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you got the medal, and that was it. No, they don't send you home. <laughs> they give you a little bus fare. Um, but he has decided, because he does a lot of work, and what he won his Peace Prize for was having a newspaper in Russia that promotes free speech. Okay. Okay, and so that's what he won for. He's held on to the medal since October, but he decided just in the last couple of months uh, since the war in Ukraine started that he wanted to take that medal and do something good with it, even more good than he's already been doing. What's that? He auctioned it off. For what? A lot of money to help children in Ukraine. Get out. Yeah, so, oh, good for him. Yeah, so the refugees to help them sustain life while they're waiting to get to be able to go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a Nobel Peace Prize, I, I don't know if it's solid gold. I don't know what it's made out of. It's gorgeous. It's huge. $103 million is what some person, man or woman, no one knows. It's anonymous. But that's what they paid to have that Nobel Evidently, Peace Prize. Evidently, they knew why they were 
buying it from auction. I guess. And wanted to help out. Right. Because if you buy it, it's not like you won it. It's not like you can go to a party and say, look what I won. I mean, people know where you got it. Um, but yeah, evidently knew the outcome and what was what good was going to be done with the proceeds. So good on Demetri. Rob and Liz. His morning crew. His morning crew with Rob and Liz is radio. It's a reality now. The futuristic Jetsons car that you see on the cartoon from way back when is now a thing. The Jetsons car. Isn't that crazy? There it goes. Just went by. Oh, I was a little early. Yeah, she wants to sing the song now. (laughs) So, literally, there is a company that made a Jetsons-like car. It, it, there's some restrictions, okay? Oh, okay. Oh, and they say you can learn to fly it in five minutes. Oh, that is not good. I don't want things <laughs> no, flying right? around my head that somebody just learned how to drive. It 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 seems like it's a it's a funny looking drone because it has the four propellers on each side, just like a drone does. But it kind of looks like a Jetsons frame of a car. This thing will go 63 miles an hour. It does fly. It only goes for about 20 minutes. And there's a weight restriction. You can't be over 210 pounds. Wow, there's all kind. Well, I mean, this is a prototype, basically. This is the first it one is, off yeah. the showroom floor. So, mm-hmm. 63 miles an hour for 20 minutes. Yeah, 210 pounds. If you're heavier than that, it's not going to go anywhere, evidently. It's going to be hard to fly. And they're already sold out. And they're in pre-production. So, they're already sold out. But they are taking orders for next year. Okay, so, but you can't put your dog Astro in, in this vehicle. I mean, I guess no. unless you weigh 98 pounds and then you could put Astro in the back. Robin Liz, his morning crew. Just received an open mic on the My His radio app, which you can download for free, Google Play, in the App Store. Here's the open mic that just came in. So, in fear of mice, I will run from a mouse or stand on a chair. Rats, of course. Um, but I have tryptophobia which is a fear of holes, um, mini holes. Like, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies when I see them. It makes my skin crawl. I don't know if it's something that when I got older, because I didn't have that when I was younger, just when I got older for some reason. That is very interesting. Tripophobia, is that what she said? Trip or trip phobia but I've never heard of. Jake's heard of it. I sure have. It is terrifying. Is this something that you have yourself? Oh, absolutely. And, like, it's not the fear of holes necessarily. It's the fear. Well, I mean, it is. But it's, like, little tiny, like, clusters of little holes. Like like a beehive. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? I was trying to figure out, like, where do you see, like, little mini holes that you'd be afraid okay, of? Okay. So here's a, here, here's a question. What about out at the beach where there's a bunch of hermit crabs that get in, you know, those little holes from the crabs that go in? Yes. Hundreds of them. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. And? Yeah. Same thing? Equally freaky. So you can't go to a polo match because of all the divots in the huh? all the little holes? What? I don't know about that. <laughs> you, a polo what? match? Yeah, there's divots everywhere. Okay, never heard of a fear of a polo match. <laughs> Rob and Liz, his morning crew. You, you so have to hear this. Okay, Rondo, what happened? I'm driving down the road, and I see this thing in the road, and by the time I got to it, I ran over it, and I realized it was a snake. 
I get to my destination, and I'm scared to get out of the car because I'm thinking the snake is under the car, and it's going to come and get me. So I call my friend Diane, who is an expert with snakes, and she goes, Rhonda, most likely the snake is dead, and it is not going to get you. And how many years ago was this? So, 15 years ago. And you're still in the car today. <laughs> Robin Liz, his morning crew. Love to let you in on Lori's story. It's Robin Liz, his morning crew on his radio. We had the opportunity to meet her over the weekend, and she was telling us about going through brain cancer. It was back what August last year. Last year, it was like September, August, Mm -hmm. and she's like, "I had, I had the, I had the surgery. God took care of it all, but I was in a cane." I was talking, she said literally backwards. Backwards. Didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, all the words were all jumbled up. Mm -hmm. You look at her when we saw her on Saturday and she was telling us the story. You could not tell that she went through any kind of a journey like that at all. No. Listen, she got out of her car and was just like, I got to tell you my story. Amazing. Yeah. And here's what she said. She said, because of your giving... Because you support his radio, she was able to make it through all of that because she just like lived and breathed everything that came out of the speakers to help encourage her. That's how God used this station. Right. The the messages, the calls, the texts, the songs all spoke directly to her heart and a reminder that through it all, God was with her. You did that. And I found myself so grateful for you and your giving. See, we're listener-supported, if you didn't know. People in the community support the station to keep it on the air. We're listener-supported. And because of people like you, here's Lori walking through this journey, and she's on the other side of it and telling others and inspiring them. And because during these tough summer months, because, hey, we're living it with you, I filled up my tank the other day, and my jaw dropped to the ground. It's Mm. like... Wait a minute, what? It's this much? (laughs) But you're continuing to give to help share the hope of Jesus with others. And we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you for doing so, for making such an impact in lives during these summer months.